Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing, Sheila, the cut, picking it cooler than two penguins. Till Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell, shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Wolf and you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on the Scene in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl at the Players Hotel on Wednesday as uh, rain has forced the players inside, which means we don't get to watch practice, which means I get to spend some time with my dear and lovely friend, the, my best friend in the world, I would say, Mr. Tony Pauline of DraftAnalyst.com. Tony, how are you? I'm fine. I'm just wondering, birds with friends, am I, am I the bird or am I the friend? You're my friend. There we go. Uh, but we will talk about birds. Let's start with, let's start with a bird right away. Okay. Renell Wren. Yeah. The official defensive tackle prospect of Birds with Friends. His last name is Wren, obviously. Big day yesterday, I hear. Massive day. You know, uh, in the lead-up to this, I mean, going as back, back as far as October, I had said that the word in the scouting community was he was rising faster than any defensive lineman in the nation, and he proved as much yesterday. He doesn't have gaudy stacks. Well, he can fly, so of course he's rising. There you go. Uh, there you go. It all fits in perfectly. That's right. Uh, doesn't have gaudy stats, but I was told that Arizona State, Herm Edwards, the head coach, just asked him to occupy the gaps and take on the blockers and let his teammates uh, make plays, which is what he did. And some question is, is he going to be able to handle a complex defensive system? But you know what? He was unstoppable yesterday. Really, even early on in the one-on-ones, they, they, uh, they had to double-team him, and he was still uh, getting penetration up the field. Okay. Well, too much football early. Let's 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 uh, talk about some non-football stuff. We've I've been doing a, a, a. My contention is that the best way to judge someone's character is the way that they act on an airplane. So, can I ask you the airplane etiquette survey that I've been uh, asking players? Go right ahead. Do you recline your seat? No, and I despise people who sit in front of me and recline their seat without at least looking back to. Uh, for some courtesy, but no, I, I keep it up. Especially, I never do. Uh, I just think it's you know, a couple hours you can just sit uh, upright. That's right. Good answer. One for one. Uh, what is your biggest air travel pet peeve? Stupidity. <laughs> okay. Now, what do I mean by stupidity? <clears throat> it took me nine hours and three flights to get from Westchester County Airport to Gulfport, where I was flying. Why? Now, you could say, well, it was the weather, but it wasn't the weather. The turnaround flight that was going from Charlotte to White Plains to pick us up was 40 minutes late because they could not find somebody to fill the airplane with fuel. (laughs) Then the flight that I was supposed to get on was delayed an extra 20 minutes because they did not have a pilot. I missed my (laughs) connecting flight by 10 minutes. Now, if the stewardess had just said it was weather, everybody would have accepted it because it was crazy windy in in New York Monday and planes couldn't land. But she said... They couldn't find fuel for the airplane to come up, and they didn't have a pilot. So did you, did you uh, nominate yourself to fly the plane? 
Uh, Did you volunteer? You know, I, I probably should have because when I fly in the plane, it's kind of like driving with my wife. If I'm not behind the wheel, I get crazy nervous. Mm, yes. And when whether it's in an airplane when the pilot's driving or when I'm in the passenger seat with my wife, I'm a nervous wreck. Right. Uh, but no, to answer your question, no. Uh, okay, next question. Aisle or window, which do you prefer? Are we in your uh, area here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we can pause and move somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I, got, I go in the air in uh, 25 minutes. So okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we've relocated, and we are uh, now, fortunately, close to our dear friend Adam Kaplan. Do you know this? It's our friend, Adam Kaplan. Adam, say hi to the, say hi to the listeners. Hey, how are you? <laughs> you know that the very first time I came to the Senior Bowl, I was sort of working for Adam? Very first time. Looking, watch, watch, watching the quarterbacks. I was uh, providing notes on the likes of Colin Kaepernick and Christian Ponder. 2011. That's right. Christian Ponder got called by you. The senior ball. Jake ball Locker. Yeah, it did. I think that was at uh, uh, EJ Manuel as well. Correct. Yes. Wow. Good recall by you. Mm. Kaepernick. I liked Kaepernick. I know you're a big Kaepernick fan, Tony. I actually, Mr. Kaplan, and I have been cited as having Ka- uh, Kaepernick the best quarterback in that draft. I remember that. Uh, he was I fa- feel like he was, Adam was probably was, just listening to what I told him. He was fantastic. <laughs> As far as I know. <laughs> uh, okay. Where were we on the uh, on the survey? Uh, oh, yes. You were complaining about driving with your wife. Right. Well, uh, well we, we had gotten past that. We were talking about aisle or window. Oh, yes. Aisle or window. And what do you, what do you prefer? Uh, hands down aisle. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm 6'2". I'm kind of a long guy, so it's... If I, if I know. I, that's right. If I... Uh, don't like people reclining their seat in front of me. I certainly can't sit in cramped quarters. Although aisle does have its uh, its casualties at times because if you get a big hip stewardess who comes walking by you and hip or checks you, or, or you your, get that uh, that, that, that drink cart to the elbow, there you go. The, the sh- uh, your shoulders kind of hanging off the seat. There, you could be in trouble. What's your armrest policy? <laughs> um, well, I go for it. At least I go for the the bottom piece of it. I you know I, I try and I try and stake out my my piece of land on the okay uh, first come first serve. Uh, no, I try and be accommodating. Okay, but if uh, if it's an arm arm wrestle or arm wrestle or a struggle, I'm I'm going to fight back. Okay, how do you feel about crying babies on a plane? Depends on how long they cry for. Mm. You know, if it's a couple of minutes, okay. But if it's on and on and on, go back and slap the mother or father. And Ooh, wow. See, now we disagree. Uh, the, what, what can the baby do? Uh, that's why I didn't say slap the baby. I said slap the mother or father. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you ever take your shoes off on the plane? Never. Uh, do you ever watch or listen to something with volume but no headphones? No, never. In fact, on the flight down here, and same thing last week when I was at the Shrine game, when I flew Delta... Uh, I watched Elf, and I've watched it so many times I can basically recite the line, mm. so I didn't even need the volume. Okay. Uh, what is your? Uh, what are your thoughts on plane lands, deplaning? What's the order? Do you ever try to rush to the front? Never. In fact, I block people who try and cut mm. the line purposely. How do you do that? Well, like I said, I'm 6'2", and I'm a pretty big guy, and <laughs> okay. you know, I, I work out daily, so it's a really f- not Former Olympic-level uh, Olympic athlete. Exactly. Uh, let's say you are in the window, middle of a fight, you have to go to the bathroom, but the person on the aisle is sleeping. What do you do? Uh, depends on how bad I have to go to the bathroom. Okay. Like so you've got to go. I'll just hold it. If not, I will you know, kind of maybe just nudge him in the foot or something. Okay. Now let's say before the flight, you're in a aisle seat. Somebody comes up to you and asks you if they can uh, switch seats with you so they can sit next to their significant other, but they're in a middle seat. 
tough call. A tough call. You know what I'd say? I'd say, well, why don't I switch seats with your significant other who's in the aisle so I can have the aisle seat this way. You can sit next to them. Mm, nice. So you negotiations. Okay, yeah, but you can't take Part a middle. You, you can't go to a middle. That's a crazy request. Have you ever been on Southwest where you pick Years your own ago. seat? No, you, well, actually, no, I'm dating myself. I was on, what was it, People's Express? What was that one where they used to have? The Pony Express? No, no, no. Is that no. when, when you were in your... that one back in like the uh, mid-80s? When you were competing for the Olympics, oh, be, they were only like after that. six you, you used to, you used to get a world. number. You'd pick your own seat, and then they would come around the plane and collect cash as the fare. It was like $19 mm. fares. We used to fly up to Buffalo to watch the Jets play and things like that. That thing was called People's Express, if you want to Google it. It was okay. interesting. It didn't last too long, but it was fun. It, it sounds like it didn't last too long. They were taking cash bribes. I don't think they were paying their bills. They were, they were working for a couple of months. like a Chinese food place. Okay. Um, all right. I've got, some, I've got some bird lines for you. Are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'm ever going to be. Nasir Adderley. Will he go before or after pick number 32? This is the Delaware safety. Significantly after pick number 32. Mm, he's getting some first-round buzz, but you don't believe it. From who is he getting first round buzz? I've seen it all over the place. Yeah, well, you haven't seen it from me because he ain't okay. going in the first round. Okay, why not? He doesn't have first round skills. I mean, he's not a uh, he's, he's not a Rasheen Mathis or a Dominique Rogers Cromartie who came down here and knocked it out of the park and showed themselves to be complete safeties that can play the run or the pass. I wouldn't say that Dominique Rogers Cromartie was uh, was someone who could play the run. But Dominique Rogers Cromartie, he was a fantastic and, athlete, no no doubt about that. But, but the but the fact is this is. A lot of people can play the run. Not too many people can play the pass. Adderley's sure. okay. I know he, he's got some people going to say, whoa, he had five, five interceptions a year ago, two years ago, whatever. It, it's just he's not a Rasheen Mathis. He's not that type of player. Okay. Uh, John Kaminsky, the defensive lineman from Chattanooga, is that what it is? Or, Charleston, uh, West Virginia. Charleston, former quarterback, big guy. Over under last pick of the third round. That's, that's interesting. I'm hearing different things on Mr. Kaminsky. I mean, teams love his measurables. Uh, they love his upside. But the fact is he had three sacks last year, and they're wondering how a guy who is so big, who is so athletic, who is so physically imposing, had such poor production. Nate Shepard came here last year, had a day of practice, was good, hurt his ankle, was a third-round pick of the New York Jets. I'm going to say... I, I'm going to say after, and here's why. Now, the third round, you end up, uh, you're, you're pick about 100 with all the uh, supplemental picks, but the fact is this, is this is a loaded draft at the defensive line, and I think what's going to happen is guys can actually fall later than they should only because of the depth of talent. I've gone on record saying this could be a historic draft for the defensive line. Howie Roseman said the same thing. You you might be the new Eagles general manager. There you go. I like Howie. He's a good guy. I'm real. When did he say that? He said that in his post-season press conference. He, must, he said he this must, is he a... He must have been listening to Fran Duffy and I on the Journey to the Draft podcast. Uh, well, I know that he listens to Birds with Friends, and I, so and he I must hope, be a voracious podcast listener. your listeners are listening to that, too, because that will... Uh, oh, we've got, we've got nothing but love for Fran Duffy. Uh, by the way, I didn't even give you a proper intro, but uh, draftanalyst.com, the most handsome guy in the room, uh, not the most up-to-date fashion sense, I would say, but uh, a good guy. Uh, okay, Keelan Doss, the UC Davis wide receiver, or uh, Ohio State's Terry McLaurin, who goes first? I'm not a big McLaurin guy. I thought he was pretty good yesterday. Hey, but he also double catches a lot of throws, uh, not a big-time production. Doss, I think, is intriguing. I'm going to say right now, 
I'm going to say I want to see how they run the 40, what their uh, real 40 times are. But as you're pressing me for my answer, I'm going to say Das only because I think McLaurin could be much better than he is. Okay. Uh, Andy Isabella, the uh, diminutive UMass wide receiver. I call him a poor man's, uh, what's his name? Wayne Corbett? <laughs> no. Uh, the guy from Wake Forest uh, a few years ago. Uh, Wake Forest, what's that? <laughs> Kiwi Herman? Uh, why how am I forgetting this? Uh, they went to the Ravens. Michael Campanero. Ah, there Poor you man's go. Michael Campanero. Right, right, Isabella. Right. Okay, last pick of the, no, the 10th pick of the third round for Andy Isabella, over or under? Interesting. Uh, I think this is wild. I can't. Im- I don't. I, I don't see it with this guy. Well, I'll tell you this. I think it's going to be later, and I'll, I'll tell you why. The play on the field screams top seventy-five. I mean, even if you look at the Georgia film against that Georgia defense, fifteen catches or whatever he had, he found ways to get open, found ways to make plays. During weigh-ins yesterday, I believe his arms were less than thirty inches and his hands were just over eight inches those measurables mean a lot at the next level which i think is going to push him down okay how about uh, caleb mcgarry the washington tackle last pick of the third round i'm hearing some major medical issues on him Mm. i've heard that literally before the season i think his play warrants a top 75 pick if he gets a clean bill of health He'll go in the third round. If what I'm hearing is true, and I've heard it from a variety of sources, he's going to fall late in the third day. A Maurice Hurst type of situation. Mm, interesting. Uh, Tony Pollard, the Memphis wide receiver slash running back who's playing running back here. Middle of round six. Well, running back slash wide receiver slash return specialist. Fair, fair enough. Uh he could go middle of round six primarily because of his big playability as a return specialist, although that's sort of sliding away as the rules kind of, especially on kick returns, kind of change to reduce the impact of kick returns. I'm going to say, I'm going to say uh, before middle of round six. Okay. Kalen Saunders, the Western Illinois defensive tackle who uh, was good yesterday, I thought. Everybody knows he does these, uh, not everybody, the listeners may not know, he does these backflips. Uh, fun personality. Learned him from you, right? His, that's exactly right. His wife, I think, was in labor yesterday. Uh, first pick of round four for Kalen Saunders, over or under. Reminds me of the kid from USC a little bit, Cedric Ellis. In the, it's got similar body type and similar uh, substance to his game. Explosive, one gap, three technique tackle. I love, I, one of my favorite types of players is like a, a short, squatty athletic right. guy which is what he is like i said cedric ellis if i know you weren't here but uh, cedric ellis really blew it up here and sort of a rich man's it. nikita whitlock i'm gonna say later for two reasons number one while you like that type of player there's that <laughs> that, that type of player is more scheme specific so you have to be playing that specific scheme to slot kaylin saunders in and i'll go back to what i say about comiskey it is a great year at defensive line especially defensive tackle which is going to push some guys down uh renel ren we already talked about or isaiah bugs who goes first isaiah bugs the alabama defensive tackle That's a good question um coming into the season i would have said isaiah bugs hand down right now i think renel ren he's got the momentum going for him isaiah bugs came off a slightly disappointing season bugs reminds me of 
who was the kid that the Baltimore Colts drafted in the fourth round? I think it was the Colts. The Baltimore draft. Colts. Wow, we're the going Indianapolis back. Indianapolis Colts, sorry. Uh, selected, I believe, in the fourth round. I had him as second-round value from Alabama. Same sort of situation. You'll have to look it up. Uh, but to answer your question, I'm going to say Rennell Wren right now. Okay. Uh, we've got an offensive tackle showdown. Andre Dillard from Washington State or Titus Howard from Alabama State? My preference is Titus Howard. I, I like think, Titus Howard. I'm I, with you. Yeah, I think it's going to be Andre Dillard uh, because he's more of the finished product. And, and what I, do you think we're talking, like early round two? or He's not going around one. Okay. Dillard, I, think going, I think both of those guys are second-day picks. I could see Dillard going somewhere in the 40s. And Titus Howard, not too far behind him. I think Howard's got more versatility, more scheme versatility. He's just got to get a little bit stronger. Maybe a little more upside. Who knows? All right, I got a three-way for you. Oh, boy. A little menage of wide receivers. Tyree Brady from Marshall. Travis Fulham, Fulgham from Old Dominion. And uh, David Sills from uh, West Virginia. Give me the order that they go in. Brady, Sills, Fulgham. Okay. Any reason why? Sills can't run. He's a great receiver. Uh, short arm, small hands. Uh Tyree Brady, you could use him as he's, he's an explosive guy. You can Big hands, him. right, on Tyree Brady? I believe so. I don't know what else. I, th- I just head. remember seeing it yesterday. I think they were. Um, line up with a slot, line up with the flanks. He's a punt returner. Fulgram, I mean, he's a big body receiver who can't run, who dropped a lot of passes yesterday. Very disappointing. Okay. A uh, couple edge rushers. Jalen Ferguson, the uh, all time leading sack artist from Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech. Or uh, O'Shane Zeminis from Old Dominion. Ferguson by at least a round and a half. Interesting. Okay. I think Ferguson's going to be a first-round pick. You think he will be a first-round pick? I think O'Shane's the menace. Uh, spoke with people yesterday who confirmed what I've been hearing all along. Not a guy where the motor's always running. Okay. Uh, and a guy who is probably going to have to play standing up over tackle at the next level. Okay. Where Ferguson is going to be a, a 4-3 defensive end. You think he could be in uh, a possibility for the Eagles at 25? If he if he's not gone before then. Okay. Uh, okay, we've got an interesting one here. Elton Jenkins, the interior offensive lineman from Mississippi State. I know you said he had a big day yesterday. Yeah, let me just get back to you with because I know you covered the Eagles. Uh, I think the Eagles will address their pass rush needs and free agency. I'm not going to release any names here, but... You know, just keep your eye on when free agency opens and some of the bigger pass rushers. Uh, mm. We'll see what happens with the Eagles. So. All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the uh, list of free agent pass rushers here. here we go. And I'm going to judge your face. Demarcus, <laughs> Demarcus Lawrence. <laughs> Jadeveon Clowney. Oh, forget about Frank it. Frank Clark. Yeah, well. D. Ford. Preston Smith. Trey Flowers. You're not, you're not getting anything else. Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Ezekiel Anza. Shane Ray. Dante Fowler. Julius Peppers. Dante Fowler. Marcus Golden. How about Terrell Suggs? Mmm. Okay. No, again. All right. Uh, Elton Jenkins or Debo Samuel, who goes first? Maybe Elton Jenkins. You think so? Could go middle first round. You think so? That high? Big, top center in the draft. Can play guard. Big and dominant. Showed it yesterday. Debo Samuel's good, but I don't think he's a first round pick. Second round, you think? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and, and that is based on combine medicals. I mean, he had a terrible injury. Two thousand Broke his leg? Yeah. Okay. And, and remember, you know, everybody said, well, he looked good in 2018. They don't look at that at the combine. They do, I mean, they will tug on his leg. They will MRI. Ow. They will inspect it. I mean, to make sure that while they look good in 2018, they want to make sure it's not going to be a problem in 2020, 2021. So 
Combine Medicals have flagged a lot of guys who looked very good in college. Uh, one player who has also been sort of bandied about as a possibility for the Eagles at 25, even though you say they're going to go pass rush in free agency, Montez Sweat. Do you think he goes before or after pick number 20? After. A couple of reasons. Great college pass rusher. How does he hold up against the run? We talked about Titus Howard earlier. <clears throat> and I know everyone's talking the last play in one-on-ones. Montez Sweat beat Titus Howard pretty badly. But the three previous plays, Howard destroyed Montez Sweat and had Montez Sweat frustrated to the point where he was pulling off Titus Howard's helmet. Um, the other thing is, is I'm hearing, and the word is getting louder and louder, some off-the-field issues with Montez Sweat. Had a transfer from Michigan State, Michigan, right? There you go. Started his career at Michigan State. Has a tight end. Uh, had to move out of there, went to Mississippi State, so that may be there may be some red flags there. Okay. You got any more Eagles nuggets you want to drop on us? No, I already used them with Fran Duffy at the Journey of the Draft podcast. Yeah, but I mean that's the Eagles. That's their own that's their own podcast. You can say stuff you can't say. Yeah, well with they, them. they sign my checks, bro, so you know. Yeah, fair enough. All right, I've got another game for you. Are you ready? This is called Nest of Characters, like cast of characters. You are a big Disney guy. A huge. Huge Disney guy. I want you to compare some Disney characters to players at the Senior Bowl. Who is the Mickey Mouse of the players here? Um, Danny Isabella. Small. Andy Isabella? Andy Isabella. Okay. Small, lovable, and always makes everyone happy and smile. Okay. Very high voice. That's a pretty good one. Who's the Gaston? Wow. Gaston looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Well, I don't know. I mean, he, he plays like Gaston. He just doesn't get the girl in the end. Well, I would be Bold no Wolf, but you're not on the field. One. I'm going to say O'Shane Zeminis, based on what I said previously about how okay. you know, the motor's not always running. Okay, who's the Donald Duck? Um, what am I allowed to, not allowed to say on this podcast? You can say whatever you want. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Nate Davis of Charlotte. He's got some skill. Has got some strength. He's Waddles. Wild. What's that? Does he waddle? Dude needs the man's ear. If you watched him yesterday <laughs> in Wayne's, okay. or the bro. Who's the goofy? Huh. Huh. Let me. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Take a look. Actually, I'm going to go with the kicker, who I spent some time with. Oh, uh, I got to tell you, who who was the kicker on the on the who practiced first yesterday? The South. Yeah. The LSU guy. That was the. He is the worst kicker I've ever seen. Oof, he's a good guy, though. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's a good guy. <laughs> he um, was terrible. Uh, I, you know, I, to be honest with you, I rarely watch the kickers at these uh, events because uh, Cole Tracy, that's who it was. Yeah. He was so bad yesterday. Kicker or punter? The kicker was so bad. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Uh, who's the Captain Hook? Uh... Interesting. I'm going, I don't know. I'm going to say Montez Sweat. Why? Because of what I told you with, with Titus Howard. You know, he was good in spurts, but he was getting frustrated and pulling Howard's helmet off. Like uh, good old Captain Hook, who, you know, when he was in his element, he was very strong and vociferous, but... Uh, when he met his kryptonite, he uh, kind of got very frustrated. Okay. Who's, uh, who's Winnie the Pooh? Wow. Can't go back to Nate Davis. Um, 
How about Kalen Saunders? Yeah, but Winnie the Pooh is kind of a wishy-washy. Yeah, that's you know, true. Doesn't wear pants. Exactly. Well, I, I think if we could all walk around without wearing pants, we probably would. <laughs> yeah, but not with a shirt on. That's a and that's well, an, gotta, an outrageous look. Something to keep you keep you warm. Well, what you don't need anything to keep you warm down below. Um. See, I want to say Dalton Risner, but Risner was was much tougher than Pooh. I, I, I'm going to have to pass on that one. I, I okay. Just, Who's the Eeyore? Oh, it's even worse than Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> constantly depressed, constantly. Uh, it's actually me today. I'm the Eeyore. <laughs> this miserable rain. I mean, this is the first uh, padded practice, senior ball practice I've missed uh, since uh, 2000. So obviously I'm not too happy about that. Okay. Who's the Prince Charming? Uh... Prince Charming is the guy who comes and saves the day. I'm going to go with Corey Ballantyne because he was... Oh, you liked him yesterday, huh? Yes. He did get beat deep by McLaurin, who you didn't like. Um, did a lot of holding, too, but, uh, you know. Who's the Buzz Lightyear? Someone who's, like, very uh, altruistic but a little bit naive. Rennell Wren. Mm. Hands down. Why? Because he's because he's going his draft stock is going to infinity and beyond. That and I, I'm told that when you say he's a bit naive, I'm told that when you talk to Rand, he's not the most impressive conversationalist. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. How about Simba? Someone who started off not great in their career, but really rose to power throughout the end. Rock Ya Sin. Hmm. Guy who came local in the guy. Season, Tell us a little bit about uh, him. Came in the season graded as in undrafted free agent basically was an afterthought in the scouting community and is now poised to be a second day pick and you know what if you look at the the history of Temple from Hassan Reddick to the kid that was taken in the sixth round last year the defensive lineman Temple always has these guys that are basically ignored and dismissed I dare say berated by scouts coming into the season and then turn themselves into real good pro prospects and Rocky Sin is just the latest a great name. Exactly. Uh, it's got some skinny, skinny legs. If you saw him yesterday. How about the uh, the who's that tight end? Oh yeah, the, Parm, the kid from Parm from uh, Stetson. Oh my god, those are the skinniest legs I've yeah. ever seen. Especially on the guy who's six eight. I was worried he's going to break his legs in half. It's ter- terrifying. <laughs> more more pronounced on the guy that's six foot eight. Yeah, it's like uh, some of those like seven foot centers that have you know yeah. picks at the top of the draft. Right. Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for talking, Tony. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners where they can read you, listen to you, watch you. Best thing to do is just Google Tony Pauline. I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, uh, don't worry, there's no compromising pictures yet. Anyway, uh, no, you know, at Tony Pauline, DraftAnalyst.com, do a great podcast, The Draft Analyst, where it's not as humorous as this. We, uh, I, I throw a couple of jokes in there once in a while, but it's more based solely. And significantly and primarily on the NFL draft. All right, I got one more for you. Yeah, You're a big Led Zeppelin guy. A massive. Give massive, me, fill out the Led Zeppelin band comparisons for the players at this at this Senior Bowl. Oh boy. Or you know what? Do it. Don't do it with players. Do it with draft analysts. Do it with media members. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is going to get out there, and then, then I'm skewered. So forget about no, it. No, come on. This is your favorite band. You're only saying good things. 
Are we talking about uh, is yeah is, is Adam Kaplan the the Jimmy Page? Guess what I listened to on my way in live on Sirius XM channel three. I forget what number it's in three hundreds. Cashmere Live, and I don't know where it was from. I had not heard of this version. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it had phenomenal. to be from 2007. Oh. It's the only it was one of my version. It's uh, yeah. shows the might of Led Zeppelin. Plant's voice was really good. Song was uh, produced in 19 came out in 1974. An album, 30 plus years later, people are doing people like Kaplan are still doing backflips over the live version. Of he's it. he's Kalen Saunders when that song comes on. Who are you? Who am I? Which member of the band are you? Oh, Robert Plant. My guy, since I was granted rubber plant with no hair, I should say. Okay. <laughs> and can't sing. <laughs> okay. Can't pronounce words. Although I will say this, I will say this. The older I get, the more I appreciate Jimmy Page, the master, with his ability to produce and orchestrate and everything else. I you know, realized that Jimmy Page was the straw that stirred that drink. All right. Well. And you know, it's ironic you mentioned Led Zeppelin, because literally a mile away from here, is the Mobile Civic Center. And in 19... Mobile Civic Center. And as Adam Kaplan had to deal with year in and year out, every time we pass that fine facility, it looks like it's going to collapse in any second. I thought of it yesterday, by the mm. way, when I passed it. <laughs> I remind him that during the 1973 tour, Led Zeppelin played at the Mobile Civic Center. 1973 tour, of course, well-known to Zeppelin fans as the... Uh, uh, the song remains the same tour when they played those concerts at uh, Garden, which turned out to uh, be the movie, in which Robert Plant uttered the famous lines, Does anybody remember laughter? Which, which is your favorite your line. Host, which stumped the host, Bo Wolf, uh, about six, seven years ago. That's when not we were true. You, every, but this he is the story. No every time before we do a, a, a video hit, Tony would, Tony would, would uh, you know, whip up the microphone and, and, and utter... Does anybody remember laughter? And Bo had no clue what I was talking about when I first started doing well, it. Yeah, until you're he was a informed job. by uh, guys like Chris McPherson and uh, Brandon. Duffin. So that's good. We each have our own uh, annual thing to bring up when you're as you're driving around Mobile. For you, it's the Led Zeppelin at the Mo- Mobile Civic Center. For me, it's when you see the RVs parked below uh, the Remind freeway, and I say, "Do you know what they call those?" I'm waiting. Mobile homes. There you go. There you go. Outstanding. So, there you go. All right, Tony. Thank you uh, Thank you for listening. Tony is, uh, Tony is the, the information man when it comes to the draft. Nobody's got, got better juice in terms of uh, draft nuggets than Mr. TP. So, uh, so follow him, and uh, that'll do it for uh, this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks for listening, and as always, we love you.